tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to start without the music. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, welcome to Cast and Call, where we give you inside tips on how to break into the entertainment industry. <laughs> I'm your host, Lena Green. And to my far left, I have my beautiful co-host, Erica J. Green. Mm-hmm. And to my left over here... Hi, I'm Tony Moore. <laughs> And today joining us is our lovely, talented guest, Numa Periel. My French is really good, huh? It's so good. (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) Today we're going to... See, y'all are going to be clowning today. Uh Uh-uh. Listen, look, we started off the song with happy, so like, we're in the the judge. We're happy. We're happy. Okay, I want to get rolling to this because I have a lot of questions. No, really. Oh, Inter- really? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Internet is huge right now, so we yeah. want to talk about how the industry is being taken over by Internet. Mm-hmm. So, Numa, first of all, tell us how Black and Sexy got started. She's the founder, co-founder yes. of Black and Sexy, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing new thing that's revolutionized Internet. Wow. Yes. Thank you. You're such a I do think that. And it was like, that surprised me. <laughs> well, we started on the other side of the fence with a film called A Good Day to Be Black and Sexy. Yes. Directed by Dennis Dorge, lensed by Brian Ollie Harding. Mm-hmm. And the two of them have been creative partners since college. So they came together, they made this film, it went to Sundance, and it was kind of one of, that was 2008, and it was kind of one of the first uh, black indie films that explored a vignette style. So there were several different it was almost like five short films tied into one mm-hmm. but it was also kind of uh, groundbreaking in that it was a very very stripped down non-sensational just like everyday black people and their intimacies and their relationships so mm-hmm. um so that because you know we've been missing that for so long um that became kind of a cult following around that film. Like, can we get more content like this? Can you, when's the sequel coming? Yeah. Do more, do more. And so eventually, Black and Sexy TV was kind of born from us wanting to create more content like that and knowing that there was an audience really hungry for that type mm-hmm. of content. So, how did the first show come about? Like, and what was the first show? Was it, um, the first show uh, was called The Number and The Couple. We yeah, that's what I thought it was the couple. Okay. Yeah, so um, we always tell a story about how we were arguing about which series we should release first because I'm starring in The Couple, but Dennis created The Number, so we both wanted to be first out the gate. <laughs> and so we fought about that, but uh, at the end of that fight, we realized that we could overlap the two stories and we kind of 
have them both release at the same time in that way. So technically the number came first, but we overlapped the stories and we continued to do that in what we call the black and sexy universe. And it was born out of that mm-hmm. argument oh. about who should go yeah. first. You know? so, yeah. We have to note that Dennis is your husband. And he's he's not thought, my husband. Oh my. I am not married. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I, I am not but, married. We are in a loving partnership. And he's the close son of the other. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about him. I just don't know who Dennis. She was like, hold on, don't mess me up. I know. The founders of Black and Sexy TV, Dennis Dorch, Mm -hmm. he directed the movie. Brian Ali Harding, who was the cinematographer for the film. Myself and Janine Daniels. So it's two guys and two girls. We balance each other out. Oh, that's That's good. How did it come about, like, with starting your own, I guess this is a production company and you're making your own material and stuff. Mm -hmm. How did that all come about and what did you see like there was a thirst for more like that thirst for more from the audience and stuff like y'all have a lot of followers who are following black and sexy tv how did that all come about and when did y'all know y'all had something really good here uh i think that we probably really knew when we had a screening in brooklyn for mm-hmm. the film and the screening was so packed that they had to give us a second screening and just the response was just overwhelming we didn't have people in New York it's not like we had our friends and family that all just brought their friends and family to yeah. the screen it was like we don't really know anybody in New York but it was the response was you know monumental so uh, we kind of knew then and then we started using well we were even using MySpace because MySpace was still the way We've been doing social media things since 2007, 2008. That's actually how Dennis found me because he was stalking me. Facebook had just was just starting, but it was still kind of it was just you know, like college, kind of yeah, college yeah. and yeah. kind of we didn't really we were on it but we're not really on it we're really using MySpace and MySpace had the music <laughs> yeah no music. that was big MySpace yeah, was MySpace big we could huge. change your page yeah. you know we were like getting into our, our nerd thing because we could kind of code your own pages and yeah. stuff like that so I was coding my own pages he well, was y'all doing, doing a lot thing. we yeah. was just switching profile <laughs> photos <laughs> <laughs> that was our website I'm telling you you know we were really utilizing it yeah. and um so from there we started making that move to Facebook because MySpace started becoming kind of a ghost town and really saturated yeah. with ads. Why'd y'all ruin MySpace? Segue. It had a good thing going. It was yeah. a lot of people got discovered off of MySpace too, so it's Music crazy. Adele. And our, I mean, yeah. 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 No, it was a lot of <laughs> Like, what it's, 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 hey, 2007. Uh, <laughs> how old were you? <laughs> 2007 was, wasn't that oh, long ago. The younger ago. generation doesn't know. Yeah, 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 totally get it. Black Planet? Some <laughs> yeah. oh. No, no, no. Oh, you took it. No. You took it way no. back. Black Planet. Different branding. 
Completely. But anyways, we moved to Facebook. When we moved to Facebook, we started a page for the film, A Good Day to Be Black and Sexy, and we treated it like a very well-curated page of images that we felt were black and sexy, that we felt, you know, made us feel proud to be black, iconic images, uh, modern images. We would promote artists on that page, and it just grew. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really blossomed, and so we also knew that we had a fan base off of that. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started trying to build Black and Sexy TV, and we would use our Facebook page to get people to go Mm -hmm. watch the videos. But we were also very grassroots, just calling people one-on-one, calling our friends and family, saying, watch this, share Mm -hmm. this, help it spread, you know? And we knew that we just needed to stay the course let it go slow, not listen to people trying to you know, tell us it's like mm-hmm. stupid what we're doing or not understanding kind of what yeah. our business model was going to be. We really mm-hmm. saw the big picture and we still see the big picture, so that's what keeps us going. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, y'all do everything in-house, like production, the filming, everything comes directly from Black and Sexy TV, the, the corporation side of it. Y'all don't do anything, outsource anything as far as like getting it edited. Because that's the new way, I, I'm seeing that's the new way people are going, where everything is done by that one entity. Mm-hmm. Is that, so that's how y'all are Yeah, doing we bring people TV. in, so we've mm-hmm. grown since the beginning with, you know, it's the four of us, and now there's probably about 12 to 15 people Mm -hmm. that work in different capacities from editing and even with the writing you know um, a lot of the writing has been internal but we've worked with other writers now Mm -hmm. we're starting to you know blossom that out Uh, but we always kind of have a philosophy to keep everything under our belt Mm -hmm. so it's whoever can do it do it and so all of us would wear you know 10 different hats and wherever your strengths are that's what we would utilize to to build the thing, but that of course makes people exhausted. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we've just grown kind of one person at a time. Oh, we can kind of afford to pay this person now. Dennis doesn't have to edit everything. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to write everything. Janine doesn't have to write everything. You know, Brian doesn't have to design everything and, yeah. and mm-hmm. shoot everything like he was shooting everything in the beginning. Now we have other cinematographers we work with, so it's you know it's a slow. Yeah, I guess it works. Yeah, yeah to everything. Yeah. yeah, to keep it going in that way. Is that the only stuff y'all were doing like online to get the word out, or what is that? Was basically yeah, that marketing. was it because uh, you know we weren't paying for ads or anything. Every now and then we might do a Facebook ad, uh, but it's not something that yeah. we often do. It's really word of mouth, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have an audience that is uh, seventy-five to eighty percent black women, and we love to talk, and we love we <laughs> love something. Y'all do, we, you know? Yeah, we really do. Y'all do. We really, Y'all do. Really really Notice really I, 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 I've just been sitting here listening. <laughs> like, okay, talk. The black man be talking too. But no, the thing is, is that there is nothing like the endorsement of your own fans yeah. doing yeah. that work for yeah. you and creating that buzz for you, and then. Uh, you, you know, different publications started to approach us and want to do a feature on us here and there. Mm-hmm. We tried to work with a few publicists. Uh, we're working with one now mm-hmm. uh, that's being helpful. So, you know, uh, but it's mostly word of mouth is how we've grown. That's how I found out about so it. So, with, with... Who told you? Oh. My friend Sharice. <laughs> like, a couple of years. Um, well, Jeff, Charisse actually. Jeff, no, I didn't hear from Jeff. I heard from Sharice. Uh, Who's Jeff? Yeah. Jeff? 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 Who works with Olympus. Olympus. Oh, Olympus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
Okay. Let's question. So with with the online presence that that you guys have and and the popularity that you guys have online, I, I think a lot of people always wonder, you know, how do you continually get the word out to where your fan base does continue to grow? Like, do you guys? post you know make sure you post every day or do mm-hmm. or do you have like a like a social media schedule where you're like on this day we want to make sure we post something about this or this day we want to post this like how do you what do you do in order to make sure that your audience grows in that way you, people know what you're doing and and the aspects of your your company uh, well there's some organization to it. I'll take it back to myspace again <laughs> um we kind of trained ourselves on myspace we were doing our own self-promotion. I was promoting mm-hmm. my art and, you know, different acting things I was doing, my photography, uh, our own blogging. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, a, a early, I don't know, incubator for promotion yeah. or, and, you know, kind of understanding the language of social media, I guess. So, uh, yes, we do kind of have a schedule and we treat each platform differently. So we treat... Uh, Twitter differently than Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. differently than Twitter and each one um, has a different tone okay. and each one responds you know, differently to different things so you yeah. kind of, it's a lot of trial and error but you just have to keep trying to figure out how to talk to the people that are subscribed to those different, because not everyone who's on Twitter follows you on Instagram mm-hmm. True. You know, so yeah. you have to kind of just figure out what's Tyler, the tone, yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know customize your message in that yeah. way. But we're we do Twitter part- parties every time that we have a release, mm-hmm. and then we use our own videos to promote our own, like any network would. You know, yeah. we really treat ourselves as a network. We are a network, yeah. right? And uh, so the same way that you're going to see a promo, you know, at the end of Empire. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. We're just talking about that. <laughs> Uh, the same way that you would see a uh, promotion on any network to promote the next episode mm-hmm. or the next series coming out, we leverage all of our content in the same way, which is the beauty of having more than one web series and actually yeah. being a network. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm lazy. All of my stuff is linked. So when I post on, on <laughs> Twitter, now, it just posts on that's Instagram That's probably and not Facebook. working for it's, you, honey, Bubba. It's, 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 it's not. It's not. Yeah, you have to not. do a direct post. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. give that knowledge out there. Don't just have you, you don't just no yeah you don't do that because you don't you have to be generous when you communicate with people that's yeah. anyone so yeah. when you go on a date with somebody are you just like you know that's how it's like other areas yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> you have to be generous in your communication yeah. with people you can't yeah. just be like oh that's an, I just got that <laughs> Right. Tony's you, like, oh. I'm like, do you just lay there in the bed? No, <laughs> Welcome to tea time here at the casting call. Well, no. we find out more information about our You have our to host. be generous, yeah. you know, and that generosity is down to every little detail of what you do. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's really just missing in the world is people, you know, being, being generous. Yeah. And how you talk to people 
You should be generous. Oh, that's, oh, that, well, I mean, that's good to know because we're we're so wanting to put stuff out there. When you're an Quickly. actor, when you're a writer, when you're just someone who's creative, we think like, oh, how can we get this out there? And then that suggestion of, oh, let's link everything together. So you make one post and then it just goes out. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's good to know that you need to. That's like doing one, you know, and thinking that's going <laughs> to okay. handle the situation. <laughs> that's not going to handle the situation. Now, I don't know what this is. I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure I want to ask. I'm just, they I'm got just it. Kidding, you know, I got it. Girls got it. The girls got it. I'm just sitting here like. <laughs> But you know what? I'm so glad we're touching on how important it is to utilize like um, social Twitter, media. social media, yeah. and stuff like that. Because I don't think people understand how imperative it is and how much work it really is. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I should post something. It takes a while to put a message with it too, yeah. but like it, it does, really it does, does work. Help. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, so that's that's great to like. But hear what, you I, say. what I've mm-hmm. seen with social media is that when you are very committed to it and you know your audience and you know yeah, the people know that you're audience. talking to and you're using it on a daily basis and that's unfortunately how this industry is now. They're yeah. discovering people and booking people based oh, on yeah. how many followers you have and how what presence <laughs> you have yeah. online. I wouldn't say unfortunately, though. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, you know, your power is dictated by how many people you communicate with yeah. in, in life. Right. You know? So if you are you know, a recluse... At, you know, in the mountains, you know, talking to bears and stuff. <laughs> it's like, you know, your, your your power is just around, I guess, you know, the cabin you live. I don't know what this is. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 I got what you were saying. It was, it was you, totally there. Your, your, your network is Your small. network is there. Uh, like, yeah. You're not on a 4G plane. The United States is communicating to the yeah. world, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's, you know, indicative of his power, you mm-hmm. know. And so... Should be a her, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In 2016, it might be. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so I think a lot of people get annoyed or say, "Oh, I can't believe that I'm walking into these rooms and it's not about my talent; it's yeah, about how many exactly. followers I have and this and that." And I do get it, and I do get that people out there buying followers. Mm-hmm. And, can't do that anymore. No and it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, you can tell yeah. people are. Yeah. So yeah. it's actually stupid. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but people still do, and I understand um, because it's like a popularity contest, yeah. and all of these things are mixed in, and people feel like it's not fair. But you should really look at it from the angle of however many followers you have; those people are there because they want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. They're interested in who you are. Mm-hmm. You should be appreciating them. You should be talking to them. You should be, or don't be on the platform mm. at all. Right? You know, be one of go be in a cabin. Or find a different way for you to do what you have to do. But if you're going to be there, don't look at it as a negative thing or or an unfortunate thing. Mm -hmm. Appreciate however many are there. I don't care if you have 10, 10,000, 100,000. It doesn't matter. Talk to those people. Be there for them. Be generous with them. And it will grow. And even if it grows slowly, those people will be there for you. They'll be Mm -hmm. there for you when you have something that you want them to watch and you know they'll be they'll yeah. be there for you when you just want to vent you know yeah. they'll be there for you in different ways yeah. so I, I wanted to say when Tony said unfortunately I was thinking that he was meaning towards like whenever some people say they get cast it so solely on just having followers like the acting is mediocre they 
they've um, actually beat out other people because they have this many uh, followers over another person. Do you ever find that when you're casting for projects that you um, tend to bring in people that do have that bigger following basis? Well, why do they have that following base? Oh, they must have a point of view. They have something that people mm-hmm. want to hear, that people want to watch, that mm-hmm. people are paying attention to. So that is that's valuable, and that shouldn't be disregarded as not a talent. There's some talent mm-hmm. behind that that makes people even want to follow you. People are out there just following people that they don't that they're not interested in. Yeah, they don't in, connect to you know? or anything. So yeah. there's or a reason. You know, the well, pictures, the booty shot, <laughs> part of the job. That too, is. Right? Well, well, so well now we understand what your Instagram is. Your Instagram is looking right. Let me say that. No, those people are becoming huge and they're getting deals and endorsements and they're they the new face <laughs> of things that people are interested in. People want to mm-hmm. know how did you but get those are they not inspirational? Yeah. I mean, I used to follow some of the you know, fitness gurus. After a while I was like, kind of became depressing. Oh, I'm not talking about you know, the fitness <laughs> gurus. I'm talking but about then. the bam bam shots and they're getting a lot of popular you know, getting very popular because they have this out, that out, and stuff like that. Would I mean, over someone who has a real talent who's great for this part do you see people being casted more just for having those followers? Hey, over it depends time? on the role. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes a role does require you to be built a certain way, to have a certain... I mean, all of these things are part of, you know, who you are when you walk into a room that where they're looking for something in particular. Sometimes they are looking for someone that has a certain body type, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay, you know, and if that's for you, that's for you, you know, and... But I don't think that there... I think that there's a low occurrence of people who have no talent... And a lot of followers just getting booked on stuff yeah. with like zero. Oh, you have an example? Mm. <laughs> it doesn't come down. I I no, wait, no, let me finish though, because uh, they, may, they may be getting cast, but what kind of series projects. or project are they being cast on? So yeah. is it really More something that, that are not well, I will, getting cast? I will, I will give this example. Um, last year during the daytime Emmys, mm. and I, I hate to bring bring this up, but I'm going to anyway. Uh-oh. Uh, tea time. Last, tea time. Last year, uh, for the daytime Emmys, um, and I remember the call going out on like LA casting. They were looking for people who were, you know, huge and like um, in, in the entertainment world who had a like a lot of followers, social media wise. Mm. And they booked these. Uh, I think it was four girls who had um, who were all under the entertainment realm. They had a, a lot of followers, social media wise, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that and they booked them to host the red carpet. Mm-hmm. That red carpet was disastrous. It, it, it was the most talked about thing mm-hmm. at, at the daytime Emmys. And these girls, yes, they do have a lot of followings. One girl in particular, she, she has a huge following. She's very funny and things like that. I think it's one of those things where they just got booked on the wrong platform. Mm-hmm. And also, when when they were given this opportunity, they didn't do their homework. Mm-hmm. Because if you're at the daytime Emmys mm-hmm. and you're not familiar with yeah. the, the, the people in soaps and daytime and things uh, like that, you, yeah, have, you have to take a couple of days and just look and but be like... But they're supposed to give you the little sheet with the photographs <laughs> and the names. But you, you have to do, do extra. That? Sometimes you gotta do that. Your own <laughs> yeah, homework. You know, you may, you may get that as well, but, yeah. you know, it, it's it's almost like they were just like, I got booked, I'm, I'm good. And mm-hmm. then they get these legendary legendary people in soaps and they're mm. looking at them and they're like so what makes you legendary oh. and it's Ooh, like uh-oh. it I'm, is a slap to, to that, say, that, that, that Lucci? is that what happened it, someone very similar to, to Susan yeah. Lucci like someone who had been on a particular soap for like 
decades, you wow. know, who is is one of those characters where you're like, you've been on the show since the show first aired, you mm-hmm. know, and you ain't gone nowhere. Um, and it, it's it's one of those things. And so I think that's what we feel sometimes is when we watch things like that, we're like, man, yeah. like you got that because you have so many followers and there's so many people who train and take classes mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. all this who would have done so much better in that position yeah. than you, but you booked it just because you got it. A whole lot of followers. Yeah, because they're trying to get people to watch it because, you know, soaps, the ratings for soaps are, you know, abysmal. And so they're just trying to, you know, so that was a fail. Yeah, but they got it. It's just the wrong platform. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think that people. It's still they're still experimenting with mm-hmm. how do we kind of leverage the power of these social influencers as they're yeah. calling them, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to figure that out, and they're probably getting it wrong a lot of times, which is frustrating to yeah. everybody. But sometimes it's really working, and mm-hmm. it's still kind of a new thing. Yeah. So yeah. We'll kind of see how that develops. Do you, yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> you can, it's an inside joke. Oh, I get it. Now. I made my point. <laughs> Do you see this being like the future of television? Like, you see a lot of new shows coming on that are hits, like Orange is the New Black and stuff that are I've taking over the internet and stuff. Is that where everything's going? Do you, is that, something that's going to be the new wave for like maybe like our grandkids grandkids won't even know what television I don't is. even watch TV yeah, I, I feel TV like out. it's already here yeah. I mean it to me I still watch TV oh, mm. <laughs> oh DVR some people are progressive some, and some people are <laughs> 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 you made me feel old now <laughs> 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 you made me feel like back no, when I was young I'm just saying <laughs> that it's, it's already here yeah. Yeah. yeah to me there is no difference even when we first started before we were really on YouTube and we were trying to kind of have our own black and sexy TV site by itself, I already viewed the series that we were working on as regular series. I never made a distinction like, oh, you know, this is a web series. Only if I'm talking to someone to have them understand what I'm talking about. But in my mind, it was never like, this is an internet thing versus a TV thing. I'm like, this is a series. We're doing a series right now. Mm -hmm. I'm in a series, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, I ran with that. And that's how I treat everything that we do. So some people are still catching up to that. But to me, it's all... One and the same, yeah. and and all of the networks are trying to figure out what is their place in this realm, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe they resisted it, but they're mm-hmm. seeing with all these, you know, really, you know, high production value, high budget, big name talents doing it. You know, the people who were kind of slower, are trying to hurry yeah. and catch up yeah, because, everybody. yeah, you're right. Maybe, uh, you know, it's going to be really a thing of the past. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So have have you guys? Because I've I've noticed that a lot of um, web shows that do gain a lot of popularity do end up like as a network TV show. Like, Mm -hmm. have you guys had those opportunities? And and if you have, would you take that opportunity or would you keep it uh, on the platform that you have it now? Yeah, we took um, an opportunity from HBO. We have a development Mm -hmm. deal for one of our series. Mm -hmm. So uh, that came pretty early in the process. I think we were about a year and a half old. 
<coughs> excuse me. <laughs> um, but uh, would we do it again? It depends on the deal. Because we are definitely building our own platform, mm-hmm. and we just launched our subscription service, so mm-hmm. we actually see all of these networks as our peers slash competitors. Yeah, almost, right. you know? yeah. So um, entering any kind of deal like that just would have to be the right fit. It would have to not distract from what we do yeah. because although the HBO deal is really awesome, they're a great network to work with, and I can't wait for our series to be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't own HBO. Right. We own Black and sexy TV and you know, right. it always comes down yeah. to that it's like ownership you know it's, mm-hmm. and it's really making a change in our community so that's something that we'll never lose sight of yeah. oh, I had a question um you since you did talk about the deal that y'all are doing with HBO, and that's the series, the show that you're on, mm-hmm. that you star as. So we do need to let people oh. know that. <laughs> um, okay, but, <laughs> but I was saying with yes. you working with, such a, <laughs> with you working more with questions along <laughs> this <time. laughs> with you working with such a huge network, are you seeing that they're trying to? Uh, do y'all still have a lot of control over how um, the series is being conceptualized and ran and stuff like that? Or are they putting more of their people? into the positions to kind of No, so far so good and I think across the board, you know, uh, we've talked to some of our peers who have HBO deals as well and they say it's really the closest thing to the internet, meaning you have a lot of you know autonomy in what you're doing and if they like what you've done already they want you to keep, keep doing, doing that. you know That's and they really stress that a lot about the couple they're they're just you know telling us it feels so it's so real they don't want to yeah, yeah they don't want to lose that feeling at all so now it's just about well how do you kind of translate that to this high budget thing, longer episode. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the part that we're trying to translate yeah. right now. Yeah. But they don't want to, they don't look at something and say, now let's completely rearrange it. <laughs> no, they look at it and say, this is, you know, this is in line with our sensibilities, so how do we kind of bring you in? So, And they take their time in doing so. So, so speaking of um, making, you know, your uh, a show that's based on the web into longer shows, how... How long are are the shows when they're on the web? Like, how long are your are your episodes usually? They're starting to be, you know, regular length, like half hour really? type of things. But when we first started, I think our average was I can't remember, but around seven minutes, I think was. And because the attention spans, people didn't they wouldn't they wouldn't share it and they wouldn't watch it. And now they are mad if we do something that's fifteen minutes Mm -hmm. and say you Mm -hmm. know. And when now that we've launched our subscription service, Mm -hmm. people are really demanding that they want those thirty minute episodes or more. (laughs) So we're working on a series that will actually be an hour long dramatic series, (laughs) and um, it's just about resources and manpower to kind of woman power. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> to get that off the ground, yeah. um, but we feel we're close to being able to do that. We want to be completely uh, competitive in the, in those ways. Um, yeah. But yeah, in the beginning, it's, it really flipped, and it didn't take long for it to flip. But yeah. when they started wanting more, they really our audience became pretty demanding about it. So we're just trying to, you know, meet that demand. Yeah. Did you did you find it hard in the beginning to tell a story in that seven minute 
range so that people would watch mm-hmm. it. Because I know I'm like that. Whenever I see something on on YouTube or on the internet, the first thing I look at is, "Ooh, how long, how is, long this? is it?" Yes. And and I think when you're more invested, like a lot of your fans are now, they do want, they don't mm-hmm. mind that it's now 15 and 30 minutes. But in the beginning, to grasp people, you're kind of thinking like, "Ooh, I need to keep it down." Was that a challenge for you guys to keep? Like your story and and keep it the way that you wanted to in that short amount of time so that people would gravitate to what you were trying Mm -hmm. to show everyone. I think we as a team actually we worked well with mm-hmm. the short, very short form uh, because we could just do a bite-sized idea and we could shoot four or five, six of them in a day, yeah. and we could just focus on kind of one simple idea. Especially with the couple, we launched it with the original kind of idea where it was minisodes, mm-hmm. and so we were doing things that sometimes were two minutes, five minutes, and it would just be like a short little argument they had or a short little, you know look that she gave him and that would be considered an episode you know people would yeah. get it they're get like i know that argument. look i know that argument yeah. they didn't need this whole story yeah mm-hmm. um but then it became they wanted that whole story and they wanted to see you know who are her parents and who are her friends and who are his who's his family etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah. uh, i think that we worked well and so we still utilize that so now when we do short form like with sexless <laughs> I was going to wait to the end for that. <laughs> Our new series, Sexless, that's someone on this panel is starring in. I can't go that is me, Lena Green. It's this one. <laughs> we launched the series uh, with four minisodes, and mm-hmm. each one introduced each character. It's an ensemble cast of four women, two virgins, two women trying to be celibate. I don't know why are you Lena? looking at me you're like that. Okay, so are you playing, the virgin? Are you okay, I was gonna say, are you not playing the virgin? I'm not playing the virgin. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Fun fact, fun fact. Don't you tell that story. So. Tell it, tell it. Don't tell, no. Uh, you can tell it. So she, yeah, she wants me to tell it. So, Miss yeah. um, Lena here did audition for the virgin role. <laughs> and she was excellent. Okay, good. She was acting. <laughs> That was Daddy, acting. That was oh, you're a hater. You're a hater. Oh, I'm getting up on it. I can't win. I can't win. I can't but win. we did end up casting her in the other role. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because she's such a brave actress. You know? She's, so, <laughs> she's brave. She's, a, she's willing to uh, <laughs> What did explore? you really say? Yeah. <laughs> she said, we didn't see you as a virgin. I was like, what? What? Really? I'm almost virginal. <laughs> how? how, how so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> how did? Speaking of the storyline, yeah, we did mini sods for that, so we yeah. still utilize short form, long form. We do both. Okay. Good. good. Um, I noticed that you wear a lot of hats. You're an actor, the producer. <laughs> I was like, I got a problem with my hat. Like, yeah, no makeup. Can you stop making me laugh? No hair done. <laughs> no, seriously, you play like a lot of roles in your production. You play the actor, the creator, the writer. Just how does it differ from role to role? And is it is it really complicated trying to focus on one, like really be the actor in um I, in your yeah. series, or really be the producer? Or do you feel like um focusing on one thing takes away from the other? How do you balance that out? It's difficult, but we're all doing that, so it's not. You know, it's not unique to just me. I mean, Janine is yeah. uh, writing, starring, uh, directing, <laughs> you know, cons- producing, you know, her series. And all of us are wearing different hats. Um, I think 
right now I'm not acting in the couple because we're developing it at HBO. So I'm doing I'm more behind the scenes okay. right now, uh, which is a little bit annoying. I want to be acting, uh, but when I was, I would just you know sometimes it, w- it would just be difficult, mm. and other times you just say, okay, I've already done this work. Now I'm just acting for the rest of the day. But even while you're acting, you're still kind of looking and thinking about mm. when are we going to break for lunch? And yeah, so it's just your mind is just constantly constantly going but I think it's like that for any for anybody for Amy Poehler for anyone yeah. out there who's yeah, writing a lot of people and, are doing that and executive yeah. Mindy yeah. Uh, Colleen yeah I think th- I think your mind is just constantly going going in that way you know yeah. I love doing it all and I, I had to kind of realize recently that I actually do love producing I had such a resistance to it because it's so much work yeah. but I realized as oh you know I, I like producing I like being in control you know, I like um, seeing a finished product. And so once you kind of figure out what you like about that part of it, it makes it a little bit easier to add that on your plate. You know, yeah. so When you guys uh, first started, because I know there, there are a lot of people out there who have an idea mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. want to do it online and the fir- your first thought is, oh, I don't have any money. money. Thank you. I don't. I don't uh, have. I don't have people uh, who are who are interested in helping help me because mm-hmm. this is LA. Um, <laughs> you gotta help <laughs> <laughs> So you know how how did you you all get started? Yeah. You know in this because I'm sure you know you didn't walk up to the money tree and go, we're gonna do a web show today. <laughs> If there was a money tree, that was a chore. I would fight anybody. I got the money tree today. We good. So, how did you guys get get started with this? We just really kept it under our belts. We Mm -hmm. weren't out there, you know, trying to be like, oh, we're going to go make something that looks just like, you know, Game of Thrones out here, you know. (laughs) We're not doing that. I mean, we're we really focused on, we're very character driven, we just keep it about the relationships, intimacy, all you need is a room and a bed for that. Right. And then you need your creativity and you need your, you know, your focus on the good taste of what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and when you focus on that and you focus on being relatable, all of the other stuff is not that big of a deal. And right. so we were able to do that with a couple because we shot it in my apartment and mm-hmm. um, easy, you yeah. know, yeah. sound, like simple sound, simple camera, you know, um, but talented people behind behind that. So mm-hmm. you should never think that you're without resources because even if this is L.A. and people don't want to help you, there is someone who wants to help you. Right. There is, there is a... The people that you that match your sensibility will kind of attract grab- to mm-hmm. you. You know, you'll gravitate to each other. We gravitated to each other on MySpace. <laughs> you know, in college, <laughs> Brian and Dennis gravitated towards one another. Yeah. Janine came in the picture because she came to one of the film festivals uh, that the film was at, mm-hmm. and you know, she gravitated towards Dennis. And then all of us have, you know, we're different, but we're are the base of what we want to do is the same. So we leaned on each other and then eventually more people started joining the ranks. So you Mm. just, you do it by just starting small with what you have Mm -hmm. and not thinking about what you don't have and who's not helping you. There's always something that you can do. There's always a resource that you're not. I always tell people just get a pen and pad out like this. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Demonstration like this. and just Don't open it though. (laughs) 
just, you know, make a list. Yeah. You know, I don't care if that list stops at one person. Go to that one person and mm-hmm. start there. Yeah. You know, start with yourself. You know, if you really, I really believe that if you're a truly creative person, if you're passionate about what you're doing, none of that stuff is going to stand in your way. You're going to figure it out, even if it's just you in front of a camera doing a vlog and starting your own thing. You have something to express. Get out there, express it, figure it out. People will gravitate to you eventually. Yeah, that's that. Would, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Inspirational. Yeah. Do you to inspire you? <laughs> do you feel like um, I, I see a new trend of people really using those websites to raise money for production, like uh, crowdfunding. 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 Yeah. Um, there's Kickstarter. various on Kickstarter and stuff yeah. like that. Do you mm-hmm. feel like those? Or like the new way of trying to get money from strangers, you know, or people or supporters like really, or yeah. fans who already know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even on those platforms which we've used, we've done three crowdfunding campaigns that were all successful. Uh, but even in those campaigns, it's not really going to be strangers that much. It's going yeah, to be supporters. Yeah, it's going to be people who know you, family, friends, and whatever crowd you've accumulated mm-hmm. through your social media and things like mm-hmm. that because you've been generous. Yes. <laughs> you've talked to them. You, you're not just hitting them up when you need money. <laughs> you've had this. You built this relationship, so they actually care. Almost said a bad word. They actually, <laughs> give a, you know, they actually care about what you're doing. Yeah. So. They're going to be. They're going to be your crowd who funds you. Yeah. You know, so, um, so we did three of those, and that's how we sustained ourselves in our second year. Uh, but after fun. that, we really wanted to move into a business model where we're actually monetizing. So instead of being uh, a collective of a collective of artists who are receiving donations, we're a company mm-hmm. who makes money off of a valued product. Right. So we wanted to really make that switch, and um, we used each crowdfunding campaign as promotional devices because that's what they are as well. So it's not just about raising money when you're doing those campaigns. It's about raising awareness about what you're doing. Yeah. So you want to... I'm like giving a panel now. <laughs> you want to leverage both of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, people spreading the word because even those strangers, they're all connected to someone who knows you are one of your fans. So no one's really a stranger in there. You might get a few randoms because... You know, your project has been shared on the front page of Kickstarter, or you luck up on something wow. like that, but mm. it's really mostly going to be your crowd that you created, that you were generous to, yes. and, they'll, <laughs> and they'll be there for you, you know, when the time comes, if you've yeah. been there for them. Do the fans kind of like go, like, give you the ideas for the next show and stuff? Like, all the show ideas are very, like, real, and <laughs> everybody follows each <laughs> of the show. I'm like, wow, okay, that connects that. Man, I love that. And so, so, is that something that is generated to, like, the fans? Give, I mean, so y'all give real life experiences. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of real life experiences, a whole lot of that is going on. Sometimes our own, and sometimes other experiences that we're just like, oh, taking that, you know, like Empire did with Diddy. We need to stop. Allegedly. 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 I learned if you use that word, you can say whatever. Yeah, Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But when I saw that on Instagram today, I kind of got a choke my spine. Why? No, let's not. Let's not touch that, okay? The dots are starting to No, stop. I don't know, but um, what was the question? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need my next question. I said, do the ideas come from? Oh, like, um, 
the ideas are mostly coming from us, but uh, it will be sometimes in line with something that s- someone has commented and we're like, we're already on it. Like, yeah. we're doing okay. it. And then sometimes, um, like, we have a talk show. This relates to sexless. We have a talk show uh, called Minuteman, and it's for men, and they talk about different topics, and um, a woman comes in and has the last word. So we had a an episode that was about would you date a virgin all the guys <laughs> said no they're putting virgins down even the women who came on were like I want to date a man virgin etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> so we were already developing um, well the the idea of sexes had already been brought to us but it was supposed to be about one virgin one person okay mm-hmm. and um, at that point we when we had such a backlash on that Episode, the women felt like they didn't have a voice. The women, the virgins in our audience, or the people being celibate in our audience, yeah. really came out very strongly. Oh, and wow. so Dennis was kind of thinking this should be an ensemble piece, and then we can kind of give voice to more than yeah. one scenario here, one, mm-hmm. more than one perspective on what it is to be sexless. Yeah. So in that way, the audience feedback, we learned something about our audience. We didn't know all these virgins were watching Black and Sexy. You yeah. know, we didn't know. <laughs> Black and sexy TV was kind of feeding the celibate, yeah. <laughs> but it makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah you but, can hear, see on the comments how, yeah. what they say. They're like, "I relate to this character. Or, this was doing too much." I'm not gonna yeah. say any names of who's doing too much. Oh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, the audience really dictates that, I guess. Yeah. But I, I yeah. feel like that's that's what makes the these online shows popular is because you feel like you can relate mm-hmm. to the stories yeah, that are being told real. because when you have someone like yourself and and others at Black and Sexy that are are putting, you know, real life things that happen and and things that you get back, it just makes it more real and relatable. Mm -hmm. You feel like, okay, I get that person. Like, you know, it's not something that's fabricated by, you know, someone. You actually feel like, I have a connection. I get where Mm -hmm. you're going. I've been there. You know what I mean? And it feels good because that's really something that's missing. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's been missing for a long time. There's been a lot of neglect in that area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to be able to watch something and feel like, uh, I've been in those shoes, really. And, that, and it's presented in their approach to it. It's presented in a stripped down way. Yeah, I think that's really what gets people really engaged in what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. And I think Tony, you touched on it a little bit um, when you were asking about. I think some people um, in their mind, when they think about starting a web series or starting a show, it's like, well, what if people don't watch it? What if people don't tune in? And I think you touched on it very Always much when you say do something that you're familiar with and what that's passionate to you. I hear a lot mm-hmm. of people um, talk about that when you talk about successful shows, mm-hmm. and then people see it and it's like. Like, hey, you know, I go through the same thing. You know, that, that that's me. I see mm-hmm. that in me and stuff like that. So I just, I, I'm glad we talked a, a yeah. little bit about yeah, that. There's nothing I know, as, yeah. I know the struggles. <laughs> I, I have a web show myself. Damn. It's a struggle. Okay. Always talk about his struggles. He's always struggling. I am a black actor in LA. There is a struggle, and the struggle is real. But like, but when I when I started lounging with Tony, like you know, I really don't plug. know. <laughs> Shameless plug. Hey, 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 check it out. Did that time, yeah. I didn't, I didn't look com. into the camera. <laughs> Usually he does though. Yeah. Usually, but no. But I, I I felt that I didn't know what I was doing. I know mm-hmm. that I had an idea and I wanted to see where it could go, mm-hmm. and I, I tried it out, it. and it's worked. 
okay so far. Stick with it. Yeah. Stick with I like it. it. Sorry, I love you. I, I watched my I'm going to check it out. Love okay, it. guys. I think since we did um, touch on sexless, I think we should hear yeah. what Nuna's well, working on yeah. and talk about sexless a little bit more because Lena's. Uh, yeah, so now we're going to hear it. Well, just to wrap up, I want to, because we, we, we got the time. <laughs> I want Numa to tell us what she's got coming up and what she's working on and where Black and Sexy is going in the future. Like, well, we launched our subscription service on Valentine's Day, so where can people sexless, yeah. you can exclusively see sexless. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're out there. We're we're going neck and neck with the with the big dogs on that. And Congratulations! It's been a really a great turnout, and it's growing steadily. So mm-hmm. that's it's called Black and Sexy now, and you can find it at blackandsexy.tv, and all the info is there. So Come on, you can dot TV. You know, we have more series coming up, new stuff uh, from series you may be familiar with, like Ruby Lover Friends, Hello Cupid, a new season of Minuteman, our talk show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, That Guy, we have movies coming. So it's just always in a constant state of production. And then I'm getting in front of the camera for some stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Does Black and Sexy TV take any um, project scripts or anything? Do y'all accept submissions? I have to say that because my tongue time. Yeah, we we can't really. We don't. And you have to sign in a disclaimer basically yeah, yeah. if you didn't do that. Um, but we are always actively looking at talents, uh, actively looking at other web series. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, we're we're out there. We're, we're you know sending people to film right. festivals. We want to start programming films. I mean, we really want to beef up mm. our content, but happen. slowly and with the quality and with things that are in line with our brand. Yeah. Um, so right. yeah, but it's it's not a closed door. It's an open door. It's just how you approach it is, is everything. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, mm. I guess to close, what is an advice that you have for people who are trying to make it happen? They see what y'all are doing and they're trying to just make it happen. What's a few just words of advice? Just, you know, get out there and do it. Don't let anything stop you from doing it. Even if it's just you, get your pad and paper out. <laughs> just don't Make open a it. list. Don't open, don't open, don't open this. <laughs> make your list of resources. You know, resources aren't always people. Yeah. But, you know, make your list, you know, because a lot of times you're not thinking of what can actually help you out. Yeah. You know, yeah. something may occur to you. But even if you're the only person on that list, you ain't got nobody that wants to help you, that no one believes in you, no one wants to hold a camera <laughs> for you, just do a vlog. You know, do whatever you need to do to get yourself out there, and then you know, it will grow. But if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. That's so. See, some people need That's to hear that, because some yeah. people just yeah, get overwhelmed. Yeah, y'all need to hear it. Don't be overwhelmed. Just take something small and bite-sized. Start there. Let it grow. Learn about yourself. You know, um, start figuring out what do you have to say? What are you trying to express? Why are you in this business? Mm-hmm. You know, but just keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. That's what yeah. I And it's important to, like, to do stuff that you're passionate about, too. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you don't believe in it, 
who's going to believe Who it? else is going to? Yeah. And don't be afraid to be personal. I mean, that's something I always say, you know. It's like people don't want to be. People are so afraid of that. But that's really what separates people from being relatable that's and important. not relatable or just unique. Because yeah. no one has your story. Yeah. You know, so many people, you know, try to pitch things to us. And then when I start talking to them about their lives, <laughs> I realize that their life is the series. I'm like, you living with your grandma and trying to date people is a series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not this edit show. And, you know, you know, I completely, I like fell asleep on the pitch, but then I start talking to the person. They're like, yeah, I live with my grandma. I'm like, what's that like? <laughs> well, it's kind of hard. I'm trying to date girls. I'm like, that's a serious. Yeah. <laughs> that is you hilarious. Know, so right about what you know. Don't be trying wow. to steal it because we I are like developing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so important. I think that's like such an important piece of information to write about what you're passionate about and write what you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, that's it on Cast and Call, where we give you tips on how to break into the industry. <laughs> Again, I am your host, Lena Green. And we're on social media. Y'all can find me at, as, at uh-huh. just Lena Green on all social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sassy today. Um, you, you can find me at Erica J. Green on Facebook, all that good stuff. Not on MySpace, though. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace is bad. <laughs> you can find me at Miss Numa. That's M-I-S-S-N-U-M-A. That's Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> and you can find me on that all social last. media platforms, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and my website, all at Lounging with Tony or loungingwithtony.com. Oh, oh yay. yay. Thanks for joining us, guys. And next week, well, not next week, the week after weeks. next, two weeks. March 16th. We'll be back. Oh, yeah, I'll be, be back. Here. I won't be here. See you guys soon. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.